Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice! Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Right there on the screen. One, two, ready, let's go. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to flip real quickly to Luke eleven thirty four. You can be seated. Luke eleven thirty four. We started on Sunday in this word, and we were talking, and uh, we were moving in the fact that you need to get your eyes checked. If your perception is off, then your life will be off. Your issue isn't what you're looking at, it's how you see it. Say, Lord, fix my perception. I need you to talk. Say, Lord, fix my perception. And so I want you to look at this. Luke eleven thirty four. 34. Your eye or your perception is the lamp of your body. When your eye or your perception is healthy, your whole body is full of light. Which means when you see things right, all you see is light. Even when people do you wrong, you see it as a good thing. Even when people walk out on you, you're not even tripping about it because you're seeing it as a good thing. Because you're saying, at least I didn't waste no more time. Y'all not talking to me. Even when people drop you, you'll say, thank you, Jesus, because at least I didn't waste any more time. I'm not tripping over it. Watch this. Even when people give you their opinions, you're like, baby, I remember when I used to care about the opinions of unaccomplished people. Hashtag throwback Thursday. I remember when that used to mean something to me. But since you don't have nothing to show for your life, keep your words to yourself. Watch me. It says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your perception is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, or when it's off, your whole body is full of darkness. So watch this. If your perception's wrong, you'll always see yourself as a victim. You'll always see yourself as, watch this, going down rather than going up. You'll always see things negatively. You'll always think people are trying to beat you down. Anytime somebody brings something good to you, you'll accuse them of trying to tear you down when you just really have never known love because everybody else in your life just told you what you wanted to hear to placate you and patronize you. But real love will say to you, wait a minute, you can be better than what you currently are. Would you slap somebody a high five and say, that's real love? But if your perception is off, you will hate those that love you and love those that hate you. You will think up is down and down is up. But say, Lord, fix my eyes. I want to teach for just now 15 minutes this message, Life in 3D. Say Life in 3D. We started this series uh, uh, last week, in fact, on a Wednesday night, uh, aimed at getting real so that we can have healing in our soul. Your soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And in fact, that's where all of our issues exist. The only place your issues exist are in your mind, in your thoughts, in your will, and your emotions. Sometimes the issue isn't even the issue. Just the fact that it gets you emotional is the issue. I'm going to need you to look at your neighbor and just say, you're too emotional. That's the wrong neighbor because they didn't say it to you like they didn't care what you thought. Look at the other one and say, you're way too emotional. For what God's about to take you into, you don't have time to be sitting up crying over what folk think. For what God's about to put in your hand, you don't have time to be sitting up worried about this, that, and the other, sitting in your office crying because you can't get your thoughts together. I break, watch this, the spirit of emotional breakdowns right now. In the name of Jesus, you don't have time to be sitting up in no breakdown. Somebody say, ain't nobody got time for that. 
The biggest of all our issues we learned on Sunday is how we see things. It's not what you're looking at that's the issue. It's how you see things. So Jesus says in Luke 11 that your eye, your perception is the lamp of your body. Literally, it says your, your entire existence is based on your perception. Your entire existence is based on your perception. I'm going to say it again. If you have a negative perception of men, then your entire existence is built around, watch this, every man is bad. If you have a negative perception about women, then your entire perception is based on the fact that all women are bad. So you're giving somebody new an attitude because of somebody old. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You are judging today as if it is yesterday, not realizing today is the day that the Lord has made, and this is a brand new day. So I cannot judge my Thursday based on what happened in my Wednesday, because Thursday ain't going to be a repeat. Some of you are judging your 19 by your 18, because your 18 was hell. But you need to hear me, that was then, and this is now. Trouble ain't coming back a second time. So, 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 so. He, he says, your perception is the lamp of your body. When your perception is healthy, your body's healthy. Your body is full of light. But when it's bad, your body's dark. Verse 35, therefore, be careful. He says, you need to pay attention to this. He says, lest your light be darkness. In other words, he says, don't let your perception poison you. How many times have you let perception poison you? Because you thought you saw something. Now you got an attitude with somebody. Because you thought you heard something, now you got an attitude with somebody. When we tell the truth, many of us have misjudged individuals based on a perception that didn't have completely accurate information. Watch me. Many of us have misjudged God based on a perception that did not have accurate information. Some of us have looked at our lives and we've complained, not realizing, watch this, that 90% of people who got the same hand you did lost. 90% of people who got the same hand you did are in an insane asylum. 90% of people that got the same hand you did would have killed themselves. But you, you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You're the cross breaker in your bloodline. You are the breaker and the line crosser. Somebody say, that's who I am. But if your perception's bad, you will sit up and say, God, why would you do this to me? And the real thing is, why would he not do it to you? Because he knew you could handle it. David was a king, so he had to fight king's battles. The size of your battles determines the size of your future. I just need to know, can you give God, watch this, three seconds of praise, because your battles just told you that your future is big. Y'all playing with it. Y'all playing with it. Y'all playing with it. The size of my battle just told me that my future is big. Shout it. Perception can be affected by people. We learned that your perception can be affected. And let me take another word. Not just affected, it can be poisoned. Poison. Poison. It can be poisoned by people. In Luke 22 and 3, the Bible says, and Satan filled Judas. Okay? Now, now or entered Judas. Literally, Judas was having a conversation with people that didn't like Jesus. And now Judas started thinking like them. Be careful you don't have a conversation with a dummy and end up looking like a dummy. Don't, oh God, I want to say something. That you, got need, you need to consider the sources of the information that you receive. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty foolish for you to trust the nothing, nobody that ain't ever accomplished nothing. Because they have an art with somebody that fed them, clothed them, made sure that they had... Y'all ain't talking to me. Then Satan, watch this, entered, filled them. The, the Greek word there is esercomai, which means, watch this, he ate a thought. They, they didn't like Jesus, so they needed to get next to something that was next to Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. What you need to understand is whenever you get in an environment like this here, Whenever you get connected to, and I'm just going to preach the way I want to, somebody like me that's a curse breaker, not perfect, but a curse breaker, somebody like me that can break the statistics that they say, if you're a black man, you should only stay down here, but then you bust the ceiling in the head. Watch me. Watch me. Whenever you're connected to that type of grace, to that type of anointing, the enemy gets scared because he says, you might think you can do it. You might think you got the ability to do it. So what does he want to do? He needs to get somebody to get next to you so that they can now poison your perception. So watch this. In Luke 22, 3, Esarchomai happens. So he gets, he, they have a conversation. Because every attack against you begins with a conversation. 
They have a conversation, and that conversation now, watch me, that conversation now poisons Judas' perception about Jesus. And what's funny is that Judas was stealing from Jesus, but he looked at Jesus if Jesus had done something wrong. Second thing that can poison your perception is pain. Jabez's mother, in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, it talks about this uh, guy named Jabez, whose name literally means pain. Uh, the mother calls him pain because when she, watched this, conceived him, she had a very painful pregnancy. Somebody say, it hurt. But hers is a little bit of extra as he related to the pain. So she named her son based on the pain that she had while she was conceiving her son. Don't you dare name your future based on the pain that you're having and conceiving it. I'm going to back that thing up because you missed it. Stop calling your life negative just because it takes some negative stuff to birth out your future. Some of us have miscategorized our future predicated upon the pain we're currently in. But I just need you to look at your neighbor and just say, trouble ain't coming back a second time. Wrong one, wrong one. Try the other one. Say, trouble ain't coming back a second time. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to name my life bad just because this was a bad day. I'm not going to name my life broke just because you had one bad week. I'm not going to name my life trouble just because I had a troublesome situation. I'm not going to say everybody ain't loyal just because I met a few disloyal tricks. Watch me. Watch me. So her pain jaded her perception of what she birthed. She looked at her son and called him pain, even though he'd never done anything to her. Are you looking at your blessing and calling it a curse because it was a whole lot of hell to get it? You begged for that job. Now you got it. Y'all not talking to me. You begged to be used by God. You just wanted to be used on your terms, and he doesn't care about your terms. He said, these are my terms, and my terms are going to make you better. And now you're calling it something it's not because it was painful. So your pain has poisoned your perception. And the third thing I can poison your perception, are you here, is your problems. Trouble, trouble. In 2 Kings chapter 6, Elisha has a servant. The Elisha's servant, uh, or Elisha's servant, they are out, and they're getting ready to fight uh, a battle. And it's interesting because they weren't expecting a battle. His servant wakes up, he opens his eyes, and he says, oh, my God, man of God, see? There are all of these armies that are against us. He says, he says we, can't, we, we can't possibly, we can't possibly handle all of this. Are you here? And Elisha makes this bold statement. He says, Lord, open his eyes. Amen. He said, son, what's for us? It's greater than what's against us. He said, the problem is your perception is such to where you can't see what's for you because your problems have made you focus on what's against you. I'm going to need you, watch this, uh, watch this, to realize you got more stuff going for you. Y'all not talking. Say, I got more going for me than I do coming against me. That's in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse number 17. They're going to put it up on the screen for you so you can see that. And then you're going to make this declaration over yourself. Then Elisha prayed and said, oh, Lord, open this boy's eyes. What was he saying? His perception. What was bad about the boy? His eyes. What made him, watch this, useless in the moment? He couldn't see right. Don't be talented but useless. Mm. Don't be gifted but useless. Don't have skills but useless because every time people have to deal with you, it's like dealing with a negative Nancy. You just don't want to find a solution. You don't want to get nothing done. Touch your neighbor say, don't be gifted and useless. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. What did he do? He fixed his perception and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. So Elisha was like, so who's got the big army now? He said, he said, they don't even see our army. Some of y'all are tripping off what you can see because your perception ain't got you paying attention to what you can't see what can i see bishop goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life what can i see i got angels that are fighting for me and making war for me what can i see jeremiah chapter 50 the army of the lord is lifted against anybody that would come against me it says i'm a battle axe in the lord's hand what is it that 
your problems and messed up your perception. Number four, what can mess up your perception and poison your perception is your past. In Isaiah 43, 19, the Lord says, Behold, I do a new thing. Somebody say new thing. Say it again. Say new thing. Now, now here's the problem. Here's the problem with a, uh, with a new thing. You, you want to know the problem with a new thing? Is that I'm used to the old thing. Y'all, y'all looking for something deep. See, um, they, they were doing some, they're doing some stuff to my automobile, and so they had to put me in a new thing. But the new thing ain't like my thing. My thing runs the road. You get my way, they like it my way. You hear me? You get my way, you, you gonna be pimp. They got me in a mom mobile. I look like I'm gonna pick the kids up for soccer, and I literally was gonna stop at a soccer practice yesterday and just say, "Hi, kids!" And be like, "Who is that man?" Got my mom mobile. You want me to take your kids home? I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm joking. It's a mom mobile. Literally, I mean, I feel like I need a fanny pack and some. <laughs> I'm just joking, moms. I know y'all stylish moms today. I know y'all don't do that today. Y'all moms, y'all have red bottoms out at the soccer field. Talking about, I ain't trying to get my shoes dirty. Well, what you wearing for to the field? So I was used to my thing. So I was doing it the way I'm used to it. Problem is, is that this isn't what I had. This is something different. So I had to adjust to a new thing. I had to change my seat. I had to change the way I look. I even had to change the way I drive because I had realized, I said, I'm, okay, I'm not dominating the road no more. <laughs> so I was like, I got to treat this like a little race car. Here's the problem. With, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with, 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 with your past, right? You, you, you watch me? Is that, watch this. I, I'm going to blow your mind. You ready? Sometimes the reason we're so attached to our past is because we invested so much We invested so much that whenever it looks like there's loss, our response to it is contrary our own benefit. Sometimes in investments, you can lose in an investment. And sometimes what they say when you're making investments is that one of the worst things you can do is make a knee-jerk reaction because you have one bay on the market and, sh and snatch it all out. Because watch this, because you make a knee-jerk reaction because you're so attached to the investment. Not, watch this, you're attached to the emotion of the investment even though the investment hasn't produced. Some of y'all attach to friendships that ain't never been about nothing. Y'all ain't talking to me. Some of y'all are attached to people that you deal with that ain't never been about nothing. I had to ask, uh, Anita Baker has this song called I Apologize. Anybody know about Anita Baker? I had to sing that song. I've said this to you before, but I had to do it again last week. I had to sing that song to myself. I said to myself, I apologize. For what? Believe me, I do. Why? Honest and true. Why? I know I was wrong. Mm -hmm. So I sing you this song. Mm -hmm. I said, why? I said, because I realized I used to get attached to the investment, even though it didn't produce. So my perception was jaded because I couldn't do a new thing because I was overinvested in a bad past thing. Let's be true. All of our past isn't bad. But the parts that are, we need to detach from. Can, I, can we tell the truth right there? Look at your neighbor and say, all your past ain't bad. But the stuff that is, ooh, it's spring cleaning time. I dare some of y'all, watch this. I know it don't look like spring, but I dare some of y'all, when you go home and over the next couple of weeks, to just have you some spring cleaning. You need to go through your phone. I was going through my phone saying, oh, got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. Why? You ain't trying to help me manifest nothing. You're not trying to help me move forward. You just want to sit up and talk about yesterday. Yesterday is over. Okay. Now, uh, uh, we looked at that, of what happens when you need to get your eyes checked. Can I borrow a few more minutes? Yeah. Can I borrow a few more minutes? We look at what happens when you need to get your eyes checked. We look at Habakkuk chapter 2, or chapter 1, and uh, they're going to put up verses 2. I'm going to move real quickly. 
How long must I call for your help, but you do not listen or cry out uh, to you violence, but you do not save? So when your perception is poisoned, the first thing you do is you misspeak. There's stuff you say that's not true. How many things have you said that aren't true, but they were only true because your perception was poisoned? You hear what I'm saying? You're like, they never support me. That true? Or, or, or did they? <laughs> right? Can't See, some of y'all have never had real love. Especially those of you who, who did not have a father. You, you, you don't understand real love. And if your father was in and out, you don't understand real love. If he's non-existent, you don't understand real love. So you think real love is, come here, baby. Come here, baby. Come here, baby. Come, uh, come here, son, because you tall. Come here. I'm going to work this out. Come here, you tall, too. <laughs> come on. The Twin Towers, come on here. All right, now y'all just got to make this work. Now don't start nothing with me. Okay. Now, which one do you think is, are you strong? You pretty strong? You work out? You strong? Who's stronger? We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> are you laughing on the mic? We're going to figure it out. Okay. Let me show you what you look like when you always need to be coddled. When you always need somebody. You pick, pick, okay, you pick him up. Pick him up. No, 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 no. Pick him up like a baby. No, come on. Come on. Okay, you got him? Okay, good. Okay, you put him down. Okay, all right, good. Now, okay, now you try. That's good. That's good. Y'all clap it up for him. Clap it up. That's good. It's on the spot. They didn't know. All right, okay, now reverse, reverse. Okay, now don't drop him. Okay, oh God, he's going to drop him. Okay, put him down, put him down. <laughs> That's what you look like when you always need somebody to coddle you. See, what real love does from a father is that he comforts you at the same time, watch this, he compels you to change. I'm not saying physical abuse, I just want you to see the visual. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, actually, stay there, I'm going to do it one more time. So what real love does, real love is challenges you to be better. That's Bible. Somebody say, that's Bible. That's what real love does. Many people have never experienced real love. The only thing you've ever experienced is, is people... Okay, you, you do good. You look good. You do good. Come on now. Kind of like, yeah, there you go. Now rock him. Rock him. Oh, baby. Oh, my baby. You're a grown man. You're a grown woman. Get your stuff together. Thank you. Real love means I'm going to love you, but at the same time, I'm going to say, but you were wrong right there. Y'all don't like me now, huh? 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 Real love, if you read God's love as a father in the Bible, he loved us. And he loved people, but he'd also be very direct. And I mean, well, Lord, I just think that he said, look, son, no. But I just feel I didn't ask. I'm your father. It's my job to shoot you like an arrow. The Bible says a father, his, his quiver is full of arrows. So a son is an arrow in the hand of his father to be shot in the direction he's supposed to go. But when you've never experienced real love, anybody that challenges you to get better, you'll say they're criticizing me. They're messing up my positive vibes. I, they ain't talking to me now. Watch. You'll misspeak. David didn't understand real love because he had a strained relationship with his father. His father's name was Jesse. Say preach, Bishop. His father's name was Jesse. Jesse rejected his son. He rejected his son. I taught you this before because his David, the scripture alludes to this fact, that David is the result of an adulterous relationship. Okay? That's why David says, and sin was he conceived, was shaped in iniquity. So David got a different mama than his brothers. And you better know them brothers make a difference. Okay? Because they thought that they were superior to him because they all had the same mama. Some of y'all have experienced this in your own bloodlines. What they didn't know was that God, watch me, skipped all of them to get to the one that shouldn't have been picked. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, 
But I know that everybody else counted you out, but you just need to shout because God counts you in. God says, I skipped over everybody qualified to pick you even though you're the most unqualified. He skips them to get to David. He gets to David, and they've got this strained relationship. David's not even invited in the house when the man of God comes to the house to anoint a new king. So David has a son, several sons. One of his sons' name is Absalom. Absalom tries to kill him, tries to take his kingdom. And Absalom tries to take his kingdom. You want to know what David does? David, he's on the run for his life. You know, a lot of the songs while David is saying, my enemies and, oh, Lord, he's talking about his son. His son, watch me, led a rebellion against him and got people to turn on him. But that's supposed to be his son. Oh, mm, mm. So David is on the run. But it, David got some thugs around him. And one of them thugs' name was Joab. <laughs> you got to keep you some thugs around you. Because in case anything go down. Watch me. Watch me. In case anything go down. I love God, but let me tell you. What? They said what? No, tell Bishop stay back over there. Tell Bishop stay back over there. I got this. Touch your neighbor and say, you need a thug in your life. You ain't got one. You got a pastor that will so act like one for me. I'm playing. I'm playing. I love Jesus, everyone. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. It's the father of glory. Um, David, I'm almost through. David, David sends Joab, and, and David tells Joab, don't kill him, no. Now this, when it's more intimate, I, I almost feel like it's Bible college. I can say stuff that I'd say to Bible college, but I can't say this. This guy, no, because they're going to have to edit. You ain't going to get your podcast on time. They're going to have to edit it. <laughs> this guy. This guy right here tried to kill you, David. Why do you even care to spare his life? Watch me. Because David was trying to give Absalom what he wished Jesse would have gave him. And some of you are doing things to prove something to somebody that ain't even looking. So, so watch this. So Joab finds Absalom. They, they get him, and they kill him because Joab was a thug. You shouldn't have sent Joab. You should have sent one of the other guys. You should have sent Abishai or something. He probably would have killed him too. Bible called him David's mighty men. All of them were basically, basically five-star thugs. Amen. They dressed nice, smelled good, looked good, all of that, but would cut you in a minute. Amen. Glory to God. And according to your local state and federal law. Joab goes, y'all, and they kill him. They kill him. And then they come back, and they're celebrating. All the men are celebrating. And they tell David, they're like, David, king, sire, we have slain the boy. David starts crying. What? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm doing that. To <laughs> David starts crying. You know how you ladies do. <laughs> you ain't fanning nothing but hot air. Stop. <laughs> David. David starts walking back and forth. What the heck is going on? <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Y'all kill him? And Joab's like, excuse me? This word tried to kill you and take our whole kingdom we built this <laughs> y'all gonna get it in a minute we built this Nino they tried to take the whole kingdom and you mad cause I killed him he says here's your problem David you love those that hate you and you hate those that love you 
because your daddy never taught you real love. Oh, but I think there's somebody tonight that can say, thank God for my father in heaven that can teach me some real love. Somebody say, thank you for real love. Say it like you mean it. Say, thank you for real love. You'll misspeak. Here's the second thing you'll do. Verse 3, I got to finish. You'll miscategorize. Verse 4, you'll make mistakes. Verse 5, you'll misunderstand. We learned that on Sunday, right? When your perception's off, you'll misspeak. David misspoke. David really did all of these. He miscategorized. Okay? David did this. He, he, had, he made mistakes. He literally was crying about what he should have been shouting about. That boy needed to die. Why? He shouldn't have come against his father to take his father's kingdom. Proof that he came against his father was evidence he wasn't ready to rule. I am. And then he misunderstood. He literally was sitting here having a misunderstanding. And we look at the back of chapter 2, verse 1. Y'all still with me? We look at the back of chapter 2, verse 1. Let me just finish this. Back it, I'm, they're going to put it up. English Standard. I'm going to read New King James. I'll stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. I'll see what he'll say to me when I'm corrected. What needed correction for Habakkuk? Remember, we looked at this with Habakkuk. Habakkuk, and we talked about David now. What needed correction? His perception. Say, Lord, fix my perception. Say it like you mean to say, Lord, fix my perception. Watch me. Watch me. What? How you see things, when your perception's poison, the last thing I gave him, we ended the message on Sunday with this, is that you misbehave. When your perception's off, you will do things you have no business doing. Hebrews 10.36 says, for you have need of endurance, for after you have done the will of the Lord, you can receive what's promised. We underestimate the cost of dishonor and disobedience. Much of what you need a miracle for is because of your disobedience. I'm going to say it again. Much of what people need miracles for is because they disobeyed. Got it? A miracle means a crisis, and a crisis doesn't always mean disobedience, but sometimes it does. Got it? We often overestimate that cost, and we misbehave because of our perception. Our perception makes us feel entitled. I, I deserve to cheat on her. That's my wife and all, but I don't like your silence. First mistake, thinking I was like regular pastor. That's your first mistake. I, I deserve to cheat on him. He didn't tell me he loved me last week. <laughs> Keep on doing that. You're going to pop that neck, I'm telling you. I deserve. I'm not listening to. I'm not, not, that's nice, but Bishop said I ain't doing that. He don't know my situation. I'm not giving. I ain't doing that. I'm not sowing. I'm not giving. And preachers are always talking about money because you're always praying for it. Stop praying for it. I'll get blessed and I'll stop praying, preaching on it. Jesus spent 15% of his words talking about money. Why? Because he wanted to empower the people he led. When your motives are right, there's nothing wrong with, with, with your actions. It's that simple. I'm not doing that. Forgive them. <laughs> Do you know what they did to me? Not forgiving them. God says, forgive them. I'm not doing it. They hurt me deep in my heart. Here's the problem. How'd they get that deep in your heart? <laughs> Bible says, guard your heart. Now, you only let people, watch this, in certain places when they've proven they can be trusted with it. Some of y'all are mad because you gave two weak people full, full access. Even Netflix don't do that. Ah, come here. Look at your neighbor say, pay attention to who you give access to. I know it. Ain't it though? Watch. So, so, so then we misbehave. Today's message is called Life in 3D because we're supposed to see in 3D. You see 3D. You see me? 3D. See, I'm not two-dimensional. So 3D, watch this. It's the width, the depth, and the height of something. Did you actually know the best vision isn't 2020, it's 2010? Isn't that something? That's good. Everybody say, I want 2020 vision. That means it's not the best. The best is actually 2010. I can tell you I don't have that. Anybody else not have that? 
don't have that. Naturally. Ooh, but somebody say, in the spirit. Say, I'm 2010. So when our perception is wrong, we don't see properly. And this is the last piece of the message. And, and, and what happens is problems in our perception fall into three categories. The first is nearsightedness. Nearsightedness, watch this, is your perception poisons how you view the future so you have no hope. You're discouraged. You're nearsighted. You're negative about everything that has anything to do with something beyond today. You don't want to talk about tomorrow. People start bringing up the future, you're like, well, let's just hold our horses here. Let's just, let's just calm down, everybody. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We talking about, you know, stuff in a few months down the road. You're like, I'm just trying to figure out today. Because you can't see properly because you're nearsighted. Here's the second thing. Second one. Second one. Anybody naturally nearsighted? Naturally? Naturally? I'm naturally. Um, that's what they say. I'm not going to own it. But say discouraged. The message is 3D. Here's the first D, discouraged. When your perception's wrong, you're always discouraged. It, you spend most of your day just trying to get encouraged. And by the time you get encouraged, it's too late to get anything done. Can we, can, can we, can we tell the truth right here? Let's get your whole road free. Can we do that? Can we get, you press your way. I'm just trying to make sure you eat good. I could have stopped 15 minutes ago. I'm just trying to make sure since you press, I want you to eat good. Tell your neighbor, say, I came to eat good. When you press your way, listen, I'm going to need you to bring me the good white bread, the good mashed potatoes, the good, bring me the good stuff. I press my way to get to the restaurant. Don't half serve me. Just want to make sure you get a full course meal tonight. Okay? When you are nearsighted, what happens is you're always discouraged. So most of your time is spent encouraging yourself. You don't actually get much done other than feel encouraged. But tonight, I prophesy your whole row. I need you to get this. I prophesy your whole row in the name of Jesus that this spiritual nearsightedness would exit everybody sitting on your row right now. That God would fix your perception. So that you are not discouraged and you don't just spend all of your time trying to get encouraged. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say, Lord, I receive that. Say it again. Say, Lord, I receive that. Here's the second one. Farsighted, your perception poisons how you view the present. Your perception poisons how you view the present. See, watch this. So here's the third, second D, 3D. Here's the second D. You're defeated. You view the present as, for years, for years, for years, and I've said this before, I, I, if I'm honest, these are my confessions. If I'm honest, um, and I've said it to you before, I, 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 I viewed Denver in a way I shouldn't have. I said, Lord, the numbers are what the numbers are. The demographics are what the demographics are. You want me to build you a movement, sir. Can we discuss the location of which said movement will be built? Can I please be let out early for good behavior? <laughs> I've been good. I don't like the fact that y'all leaving me out there like that. I'm really hurt right now that y'all are leaving me I'm just joking. So my feelings on eBay. Um, I'm just joking. I literally sweep this up. I, I literally was like, God, it's the day to day I'm getting out. I said, because Lord, I'm tired of having to pull people. I just want to build something great for you. And for 12 years. I felt like 12 years a slave. I just, just been pulling, pulling. I said, and Lord, you know, give us a spree. I said, Lord, here's a map. When I wake up, right? When I'm <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating, but I want you to see the point. 
And the Lord dealt with me. He said, son, he said, now you've always known I'm going to do great through you and for you. He said, but I need you to not feel defeated because you're farsighted. Because you view the present as punishment. Woo! I just said something right now. Did I say something? How many of us were honest? The areas of our present that we view as punishment. Really? So the whole middle section, y'all ain't never felt that. Stretch your hands, external sections to the middle section. I pray deliverance. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just joking. And I had to change my view. And it took me a while. I've changed it. I changed it. I changed it. But it took me a while to change it. Keep sweetening it. This is like how them people be making their own lemonade at the table. Just keep adding sugar. Now keep bringing lemon, okay? Um, and I literally had to change my perception, y'all. And I couldn't view my present in a negative way. I want you to make this confession. Say, everything happening right now, even if I caused it due to disobedience, it is for my good. Say, this is only the end if I mismanage it. Here's the third one, astigmatism. Anybody, that's what they say you got? Okay. All right. So hold on. Let me walk up here so y'all can see me. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Here's this, guys. Listen to this, and then we're going to shout. We're going all the way to 10. This is the inability of your eye to focus on a point. When you have, when you have, watch this, astigmatism in your perception, you don't make any progress because you're not focused. So you make the majors minor and you make the minors major. See, because you can't focus on a point, you can't see that bottle of anointing oil on the table because you can't focus on that. But watch this. Between the table and the oil, what's more valuable? The oil. But when you have perception issues, when you have a perception of astigmatism or astigmatism in your perception, you'll view the table. And now watch this. Because it's bigger, you make it major, even though what's more valuable should be major. You make the major minor, you make the minor major, because you can't focus. So you'll spend most of your day trying to make your list. You'll spend most of your day just trying to figure out what you're going to do. You wrote plan. I'm coming for you now since you ain't talking. Plan after plan. You didn't wrote step after step. You have ripped sheet of paper off a sheet of paper. Then you shifted from sheet of paper to computer. Then you shifted from computer to the back of the envelope. Then you shifted from the back of the envelope to the napkin. Then you shifted from the napkin to this in my head. Because your perception's been poisoned. So you spend most of your time preparing for what you never do. But today. So watch this. Here's, here, here, here's, here's the question. Here's the question. How is this helping me keep God first? When you're trying to focus on something, how is this helping me keep God first? That helps you prioritize. So watch this. The third D is you're distracted. Discouraged. Defeated. Distracted. Say life in 3D. He's been drawing the whole time I've been up here. Some of you, I've watched you. Every time I came over here, you got distracted by what was going on in the background. And you missed what was happening in the foreground. Did you catch it? But I know you're like, but Bishop told me this is going to be going on in the background. And so I just wanted to see what was going on in the background. Because Bishop told me this is going to be going on in the background. The problem is, is that when you have astigmatism or perception of astigmatism, is that, watch this, you pay attention to the wrong thing. You're worried about, watch this, what they're saying, instead of worried about making your next move. 
Y'all ready to close this thing with me? Here's the last piece of this astigmatism. I want it to slow down because I want to make sure you get it. Did you eat good tonight, church? Here's, here's the last piece. Here's the last piece. And, and, and look, and your mind's all poisoned. You're defeated, distracted, all this. You got all that going on. Look at me. But one of the other things that happens when you have s spiritual astigmatism is that you're always waiting on perfect timing. That was the whole message, and I don't really know why y'all ain't saying nothing. You're always waiting on perfect timing because you can't focus. So I'm, I'm about to. I'm fixing to. I'm getting ready to do it. <laughs> and I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> but I can't seem to find the door. <laughs> so I can shut the door. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. I say, I'm going to need you to focus. <laughs> I just need you to shake them a little bit so you can shake them out of that astigmatism and say, I'm going to need you to focus. Because you spent too many of your days unfocused. You spent too many of your days, watch this, waiting on perfect timing. So let me tell you when you need to do it. Now, now is the time for the saints of the most high God to raise up and possess the kingdom. Somebody holler now. Sound it again, sound now. Sound now. Sound now. Sound now. Sound now. All right. When, when you got spiritual astigmatism, you keep moving dates. Am I in it? I'm quitting because I got to let you get in them streets that ain't got nothing on them. <laughs> and I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> the reason I don't preach like that all the time because people just be clapping and don't know what the preacher said. <laughs> you just know when to clap like, and give God glory. All in this place, is there anyone here where you want to give him glory? Tell God, yeah, and tell him thank you. See, you just know when to respond. I didn't even say nothing. I literally said, and I was like, yeah. She said, I heard you. Y'all just know the cadence. But let's go on and close it. Is there anybody that realizes tonight was your last night to have problems in your perception? I need you to say tonight, say it's my last night with perception issues. Say, Father, say fix my perception tonight. Say change the way I see it so I can change the way I handle it. Say, change the way I view it so I can change the way I walk in it. Is there anybody that believes he can do it? Is there anybody that can believes he can do it? Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Stand on your feet, I'm out of touch. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his 
life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today, and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk.